Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Can't believe the Hall of Fame game was last night. The NFL is back, baby. So fun watching live football. We're going to get to watch some live football practice coming up. So the common themes continue. Welcome in. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We've been talking college football conference realignment all summer long. Uh, it's been speculation, prognostication, all sorts of things. But now we have tangible, actual movement. And I would say that the news today was cataclysmic. I don't really know how to digest all of it just yet, but I do think that what happened today is yet another step toward the death of college football, at least, as we know it. I'm not saying that the sport itself is dying. In fact, it's thriving. But what does it all mean? What are the consequences of getting rid of regional rivalries and conferences that ha- actually have some sort of geographic solidification, geographic identity? Washington and Oregon, officially to the Big Ten. We shall discuss that. We'll also discuss some of the NFL Hall of Fame inductees. We got a couple pieces of news from athletes here uh, in the state of Montana, including results from the Montana Men's Senior Amateur Golf Championship. We also have several incoming recruits. The uh, Cats and the Grizz have both been re- out on the recruiting trail pretty hard, and we've had a whole bunch of recruits commit uh, in recent weeks, including two young men that will join us today. 4.30, Mason Deathman. He's a senior to be at Freud uh, High School, I guess, 
the high school in Freud. Freud Medicine Lake is the co-op for their six-man football team. That's part of the story that's pretty cool. A six-man guy. He committed to Montana State uh, on Wednesday. Isaac Keim, Kalispell Glacier tight end and defensive end, he committed to Montana on Wednesday. So each of those guys will join us. Uh, Mason will join us live 4.30. And then Andrew caught up with Isaac Keim earlier today. Uh, so uh, we'll play that for you about 5.30. We'll also have our Garden City Spotlight with a, a football-heavy lens because the University of Montana set out quite the list today. Uh, Andrew's been doing a good job on behalf of Skyline Sports of tweeting a bunch of stuff out when it comes to commitments. And uh, 16 new roster additions announced for the Grizzlies as today is report day, and they'll take the football field uh, for the first time for 2023 on Monday. And then uh, hour number two, I got a new game. I made this up in my head. Amazing. Uh, I've been reading this crazy book all about the the sort of origins of humanity, and one of the main theses is that sort of the notion that we're told, if you can believe it, you can achieve it, if you can imagine it, if you really think about it, everything that humans have created, we actually just imagined once upon a time. What's up, dude? How you doing? I'm well. Either that or it's (laughs) it's totally by mistake, accident, and trial and error. It really is crazy, though, that we really, I mean, think about this, all the, the stuff we're broadcasting on, somebody just imagined this once upon a time, and then... We made it a reality. Uh, Anyways, I imagine this game. This game is not nearly as complicated as a microphone or a light bulb or, you know, a car engine. This is just a simple NFL game. But the game is, I'm going to name an NFL team, and then Rajim will tell me the first player that pops to mind for that team, and then we'll discuss what that means for that team's hopes and dreams. (laughs) And Ah. uh, we'll we'll kind of just go back and forth. which player pops in your mind when you talk about NFL franchises and what does that say about the franchise? Pretty simple game. Uh, so pretty much all things football uh, here on your Friday. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. You want to tune in uh, via the stream, you always can, 1029ESPN.com. Uh, or you can always download the ESPN MT app, available on all of your various uh, mobile devices. And if you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. I forgot to do this yesterday. It's very rare that I forget to do these uh, things that have to do with food. I love the food. I love giving you guys the food. But I forgot to do this yesterday, full disclosure. So right now, we're just going to go boom right off the top. Caller number two, we got a $50 gift certificate for you to the Iron Grizz American Bistro. It's Ooh, there uh, at the University of Montana Golf yum. Course. Call right now, 406-888-1029. Caller number two, we got 50 bucks for you to the Iron Grizz. Uh, one note on a storyline that we've been tracking for a little while now, the American Legion um, Class AA Baseball Tournament was in Missoula last week. The hell the Senators buzzed through it and went undefeated and then won the state championship. They went over the regional championship this last week in Gillette, Wyoming, and uh, pretty tough. They uh, they lost their opener 7-1, to one, and then they lost in extra innings to Oregon 4-3. to three. So uh, the Senators eliminated a great year, 52-17 and 17 overall for Helena. Uh, but it's always a little uphill sledding when you get to those regional tournaments. Uh, for whatever reason, Montana's had a little bit of a tough time competing in those, uh, especially as of late. Uh, but still, a great season for Helena and their uh, manager, John Burnett. He'll join us sometime next week. I was corresponding with him this week, but he said, hey, we're going to be on a bus in the middle of nowhere for the early part of the week, and then we're playing games. And so I, I can't do it till next week. But either way, we'll put a, a bow on the uh, the baseball season, as it were, 
uh, for the kids here uh, in the state of Montana. Uh, what's going on, man? It's smoky. It's gloomy. Traffic's bad. What's going on? Uh, it is in 90 degrees. Uh, I don't see any plumes today. There was like a, a shred, a sliver of blue sky. Uh, it's Friday for those, uh, which is the best day that ends in Y outside of birthday, holiday, and payday. But if it's Friday and your payday, in the double <laughs> bonus, um, life is good, man. Good. It's uh T-minus X amount of days till school starts. Crazy. You know? Uh, no, life is good. Can't brag, won't complain. Happy to be here and end my Friday. I will complain. I need headphones. You know me. I, I need know, headphones, I know. Man. We'll, we'll get you some headphones here uh, on the break. I also have a coffee for you. I put it in the, in the fridge. Uh, it is a Florence Coffee Company Friday. I've been on these lotuses all summer. I've been making Rajim drink them. He says today... I'm done. <laughs> Tapping out, son. <laughs> he texts today. He says, if, if you're getting coffee today, please get me coffee. I can't do the lotus anymore. <laughs> son, I go home and my eyelids click to three in the morning. I, you know, my house is like spit shine clean, but, you know, I, I just I just can't sleep. <laughs> they're, they're not that intense. They're, in fact, delicious. And uh, if you need something refreshing, some plant-based energy, try a lotus. Or if you just want the traditional cup of joe, Roger's going to be sipping on a little uh, iced Americano. That's yes, pretty sir. good uh, in the summer as well. I know it is uh, smoky and uh, still August, but ski season's right around the corner. And the Lost Trail Ski Area, they are hiring right now. At Lost Trail, you'll be working with awesome people in an amazing place with great benefits. Lost Trail is seeking three dedicated individuals to join their growing lift maintenance operation team uh, right now in early August. Training will be provided. These positions are full-time and offer excellent growth potential for anyone looking to advance in a ski industry career. To learn more, visit uh, losttrail.com backslash employment. All right. uh, Smart or dumb is the game to get things started here. And uh, this is really fun when we had a, a prompt. We had this great prompt from Sports Illustrated, just bold statements about the NFL. And we played this game for a couple weeks. This one's going to be a lot more somber and a lot more uh, direct. The The news of the day is the news of yeah, the week is the news absolutely. of the summer. It's the news of the year, I would say, in college football. This has been speculated on, but to have actually have it finally happen uh, it's an enormous domino. I said cataclysmic mm-hmm. off the top, and I think that's the right word for it. I, I hope it's not catastrophic, but I do think that it opens up the opportunity for that to be the case. The financial gains are going to be tremendous, but mm-hmm. the erosion of a lot of the other things that make college sports in general great, uh, I think are going to be very detrimental overall, especially for us that live here in Western Montana when it comes to just uh, sort of the Pacific Northwest you know, we think of places like Seattle and or you know Seattle and Portland and stuff as as these big cities, and certainly Seattle's a big city. But we just have a low population base out here, and so the whole region sort of only has these certain exports. I think that's why you see a lot of Mariners fans, a lot of Seahawks fans, a lot of Blazers fans, even though those cities are eight nine hours away. What I'm getting at here is Washington and Oregon are joining the Big Ten, and I think that this is uh, it's not that surprising to me just because of the money that's on the line. They're doing this almost exclusively for TV money in football and men's basketball. I think there's a lot of other fallout from this. We'll get to all yes. of that. Smarter dumb that Washington and Oregon joined the Big Ten. Dumb. 
Absolutely. I, I agree, man. It's so dumb. It borderlines on stupid, idiotic, and out of the one of my favorite lines from uh, Home Alone, as the French would say, "Les compétents." Right? It's such a it's it's such a greed move. It's such a I want to I want to line my pocket with that beautiful thing called the ducat, the dollar, the cheddar, the cream, the 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 biscuit, whatever it is. I think it's one of the dumbest things and one of the biggest tragedies. But it's also so reflective of where we are as a society. Man, you want that's the, the truth. Do- but at what expense? For sure. At what expense? You get rid of rivals. You get rid of pageantries. You get rid of longstanding um, um, intercollegiate um, historical things that make college sports so great that put it puts it on the pinnacle of of, 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 of at times overtaking professional sports for the sake of a dollar. It's amazing. It's it, it's it's amazingly and, dumb. And, and it also, I agree, dumb. Rajiv Subrak here on Nuanas what now a- with us. Um, This move fully affirms that these schools are making decisions based on money first totally. more than success even. Totally. And it used to be that you had to have success to make money. Now if you conglomerate in the proper ways, success is totally secondary. You can make money. I was reading the new Power issue, uh, Sports Illustrated. I have it over there. And w- it's just about the most powerful athletes in the world and their influence. Mm-hmm. We've reached the it used to be that you had to win all a bunch of championships and be a, a winner yeah. to get the endorsement deal. Now, if you are just a personality, if you just have something Persona. that's if there's something that's unique about you, and, yep. and I do think you know, more like, obnoxious, like Naomi Osaka is listed in this magazine, and I have very, I feel actually very bad for her because I do think that there's a huge part of her marketability that's because of things that are completely out of her control. She's biracial. She's beautiful, and I think that she gets marketed to a very high level because of those things. Even though she hasn't actually won a tennis tournament in twenty since twenty twenty one, right? She's the highest paid athlete in the world for female athletes because of her endorsement potential. Yep. She's not particularly charismatic. She's in fact not really that big of a star personality. No. She she has talked openly about her struggles with mental health and how she doesn't like being famous. Yet because of these things out of her control, she gets promoted at this high level. You're right. What I'm saying is. Most of the reasons why she's so endorsable or she is such a good endorser don't have much to do with her winning on the tennis court. Not at all. That's exactly what we're seeing now with this. Make no mistake, Oregon and Washington had a better chance to compete for national championships by not going to the Big Ten. Oh, this you! But they're going to the Big the, Ten the because house just of money. Got cr- the big, the big house just got really crowded. For sure, right? And anytime you add mouths to the table, there's a less lot for you to chew on. You you tend to go to bed hungry. And I don't care how open that mouth is, them crumbs ain't falling in your mouth. And now when you, to me, this was dumb. This was dumb. What it also, what it also does, Coulter, is it hurts the Mountain West. It hurts the big sky. Sure. It puts pressure on the Pac-10. It puts, it It has to create almost, you know, for every opposite, there's a, for every action, there's an equal or opposite, right? Yep. So now this puts pressure to fill those holes. For sure. It feels pressures to, to have a realignment. Which would yep. then, as you noted moments ago, the domino effect that will send across the country because now some school in Tennessee wants to be part of you know the 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 ACC and right. some school that's up in Vermont wants to be part of the Southwest Atlantic Conference right. and like all these things that just make no sense because you want to be greedy for dollars. Oregon, you were making dollars. Like how much more money do you need? <laughs> right. <It's> a- <laughs> like when people can't afford to live or buy back to school supplies, how much more money do you need? It's crazy, man. Uh, so let's go through the unfortunate parts about this transition. Yes. 
I, I would say number one, the most important, the most unfortunate part about this transition is people are looking at this and analyzing this for better or worse through the football lens. These schools joining the Big Ten means all their sports are joining the Big Ten. All of them. Oregon football will charter to Rutgers. Washington football will charter to Maryland. Oregon and Washington volleyballs riding the Delta flight. You for know, real. you know what I'm saying. Like, so when when you have like, I, and I don't know that for sure in terms of the volleyball specifically, but all I'm saying is there's some non-revenue sports that are now in the Big Ten. They're going to be traveling 2,500 and 3,000 miles for conference contests. That in itself seems like a just a spit in the face of. The, the concept of the student athlete. Okay, I mean, not all, okay, that's that's one. Let's bump down to number one A. You know what I don't want to see? I don't want to see Oregon play Rutgers. That's right, too. I, I, I'll be honest, like totally. When I turn totally. on television, regional on, rivalries, region, like are getting blown out. I don't care well, about Rutgers playing Oregon. You know what I want to see? I want to see Oregon play Cal. I want to see right. Cal play Stanford. I want to see Washington State play whoever. I don't want to see Nebraska. Versus USC, right? Snooze fest is better than better than uh, 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 Unisom. <laughs> so the uh, the number the the number two thing that popped into my mind when this transition happened is that Oregon and Oregon State, which is the single longest rivalry in all of college football, the longest, most continuous battle between two opponents in all of college football, Over. Oregon versus Oregon State. The only way that it's not over is if these two schools sign up to play each other in the non-conference, which will be very difficult for both of both them. Both of them. Why would you play your rival if you're Oregon? If you're now Oregon and you're, you're sort of kicking Oregon State down the road and saying, hey, we're superior to you. We're going to this top three conference. You're staying out here. Yeah. Why would you schedule them? Because you don't want to play a rivalry game in a scheduled home-and-home home that you could possibly lose. And even if you did schedule them in a home-and-home, it's going to be the second or third game of the year instead of the last game of the year. That is also so dumb that the Civil dumb. War might be over. Well, here's the the other thing. With that being said, the if you know if and when this does come into fruition, that game will happen because of the money yeah. that will be made. The dollar signs they'll make that game happen because of the money involved. Yeah. No, there's, there's no way then that, that they're going to ignore that. Henceforth, this move coming into fruition. No, I was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm all fired up. Uh, I, I am too. The other, the, the, uh, there's several more points to make on this, but the next one is that the the Pac-12 was a conglomeration of, and especially when it was still the Pac-10. But mm-hmm. Utah and Colorado are both very good schools for sure. Yes, yes. But the Pac-10. And even probably even back to the Pac-8 days. See, I remember that. That's how old I am. Pac-8 days. There was the regionality of it, but there was also the fact that it was the premier academic institutions in the country. Totally. Oregon, Oregon State, Washington State are all very good schools. But the University of Washington, Cal, and Stanford Stanford. are three of the best schools in the entire world. Period. In the entire world. Period. And uh, for a very, very long time, the Pac-12 dug its heels in and said, we want to have... Peer academic institutions. Mm-hmm. You need to be a high research Carnegie institution yes. that is doing research as a university and helping improve like our status as humans in the world. Yes, and now they're also forfeiting that. That's the most disappointing part to me. Oregon is great; is a good school, but it's it's certainly a state university, and, yeah. and it, the University of Washington is one of the premier. Public institutions in the world. It Period. has one of the great medical schools on Amazing. the planet. 
And the fact that they're just saying, whatever, man, let's just go roll it. Let's just go. We're going to go join up with Michigan State and Indiana. And I get all these schools are good schools because they all have a ton of money. But all I'm saying is Washington is forfeiting its academic standards by making this move. Forfeiting their integrity along the way, my friend. I'm irate. I'm... Again, you just said a school's name. You know what I want to see? Washington versus Indiana. <laughs> right. Who cares? I know, man. That's not even good. Like on NCAA back in the day when you would play <laughs> cross rivalries. Like you just didn't do it. But again, I'm not in that echelon. I don't know what I don't know. I'm going to give myself that credence and that grace. But to answer the question at the top of the segment, smart or dumb, it's dumb and it hurts football across the board. And it's only the beginning because now – USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington are absolutely out. So now you got eight left. Uh, Colorado's already on the way out as well. So now you got seven, seven left. left. Utah's going to be not far behind Colorado because they've only been in the Pac 12 for eight or nine years. They have no real uh, traditional allegiance to it. Nothing. Uh, Arizona, Arizona State, why would they stay? No reason. Here's what, I, here's what I'm doing if I'm Stanford. I'm just saying I'm going independent. I'm not doing all this BS. I'm going to go independent, and I'm going to build my own schedule. I'm going to play whoever I want. I like it. Stanford Stanford and Ohio State are the only two universities in the country that offer all 32 varsity sports that are available. Mm -hmm. If I'm Stanford, I'm saying I'm not going to go play soccer in Rutgers. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to make my own independent soccer schedule. We're going to play UC Davis and Cal Riverside and UC Irvine and Montana and Northern Colorado and whatever. I'm, I'm not doing this money flush. That's the other part is these schools are going to lose. They're going to make a bunch of money in football. They're going to lose, lose a money. bunch of money in the non-revenue sports, especially some of the more totally. women's sports. It's, totally. it's crazy, man. Man, I, this is and this is when greed takes over the ability to have reason and logic. Exactly. Okay, and this is when... you. Out of the immortal words of a great hip-hop poet known as Puff Daddy Combs, more money, more problems. It's right? true, man. And this is this is gonna this is going to yield a crop of stuff you don't want on your table come this fall. Last point on this is again, it used to be that success was associated with earning power. And where we're at now is th- these schools are doing this for the baseline guarantee. Yep. If you're getting into this pool and all of a sudden you're going to get one of these th- some of the payouts from the TV deal that's going to come with this, it's going to be associated with uh, I think the next TV deal is going to garner these schools 100 million dollars each. And Unreal. You, you're doing it because you're saying, "Okay, it's a safety net. It's just like in business. If you can have guaranteed revenue, no matter what your performance, you do that. Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing right now. A couple more smarter dumbs here. Give uh, it on to me, us now. Rajim Seabrook riding with us here uh, on this Friday. Smarter dumb. The Los Angeles Lakers signing Anthony Davis to $186 million extension through 2028. Dumb. Stay healthy. Yeah. Produce. Play better. Yeah. Play differently. Yep. Play like you're not my height, my weight, my age. Right. Thank you very much. Dumb. Like one of the, just next with him. I actually think it's uh, smart if he can do what you just said. That's just such a huge. That's uh, a big what if. But you get, LeBron James has to have a running mate at this point in his career. He has to. And I'm not I, sure it's this guy. I know, but I don't know who else it would be. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not. I, I, I'm not going to roll the dice on Kyrie Irving to come in there. And, know. You know, no, and, no. And you don't no. really have the assets to make a trade for. I mean, Damian Lillard could be an interesting one, but they just don't really have the ability to take on his contract. They which don't. Is the problem. And to me, that would actually be the 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 running mate LeBron needs as far as like style, skill, and overall. Just uh, playability. 
AD is at, at his best an all NBA player. And I think one of the great complimentary players to LeBron James's style that LeBron has played alongside. The problem has been that he's not AD all day, it's AD every other day. For real, AOD. He's, he's been, you know, he's good and then he's non existent. And he's good and then he's non existent. And so I, I don't know how they get him back on track. But. The craziest part is $186 million is a great deal at this point in time for a guy that could be uh, an all-NBA player. Uh, Smarter dumb. If I make the statement that Rondé Barber is the best nickelback in NFL history. Why are we talking about Rondé Barber? Well, the uh, Hall of Fame class was announced today. Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, DeMarcus Ware, and Zach Thomas are amongst the uh, the candidates, as is Joe, or excuse me, the, uh, the inductees, as is Joe Thomas, and then you also had Don Coriel, Joe Klecko, Chuck Howley, and Ken Riley. Uh, those guys were all senior committee finalists. So uh, a good class. But I, I sort of did a double take when Rondé Barber was on there, but then started reading about Rondé Barber, and he actually had an outstanding career. And I guess when Rondé Barber was at his height, I didn't know necessarily as much about the schematics and nuances of football as I do now. But looking back on it, the Tampa 2 defense that Tony Dungy ran – was way ahead of its time and sort of a precursor to what everybody runs now. now. And the nickel position, which has become one of the paramount positions in football, it used to be just like the third DB that would come on sometimes on third and 11 or whatever. No, that's a starting position. But then Rondé the Barber revolutionized that and became the starting position. So smart or dumb, Rondé Barber's the greatest nickel back in NFL history. Smart. I'm not, there's no debate. I think I, so too. I, I, think, so. I think there's guys that are in the running now to catch him, maybe, but uh, in terms of the, the history of it, I mean, what else do you need to know than the guy had 47 picks, but also 88 tackles for loss? That sums up a nickel, a guy that can cover and also make plays behind the line of scrimmage. You didn't want to play Rondé. Like, Rondé, you know, when you think about who the corners were in the league at their time, he was overshadowed by guys that were flashier. He was, over, sure. you know, when, when I think about uh, Darrell Rivas, Champ, uh, Bailey. Champ Bailey, yep. uh, you know, guys, guys of that nature. And then, you know, just other DBs that were doing things crazy in the league. Ed Reed, Troy Palomalu, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson, just dudes that were just flashier, so totally. to say. Troy Vincent, Brian Dawkins. I mean, but then he was also overshadowed by the big names on his own team. And he, was also, and he was uh, also, Sapp. he was also overshadowed, ironically, by his own twin brother, even though he was probably better. Not probably, he was definitely better than his twin brother. Tiki Barber's good. Tiki Barber's not a surefire Hall of Famer. Rondé Barber's a surefire Hall of Famer. He's not, but if you look at T- Tiki's stats, like, Tiki sneaky good. No, for sure. Like if you look at it, if you look at his stats, like he's he's a borderline Hall of Famer. For sure. Um, but going back to his twin brother, Rondé, uh, yes, absolutely. I agree with it. I he's he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. And I would definitely say as of now, the best nickel corner um to ever strap it up, for sure. We got more smarter dumb, particularly when it comes to NFL betting odds coming up. But we gotta get out right now because one of Class C's best athletes. Mason Deathman, he committed to the Montana State Bobcats yesterday. He'll join us live right after this. Keep it right here. Freud, Montana, coming at you. It's ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day. You know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. 
mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. So do you consider that... The the the, the the agent zero the the origin point genesis of the hip hop yeah. annals yes that is and today ladies and gentlemen it's uh it's all about firsts first so you go. that is the first hip hop yep. uh, produced mass produced song that hit the radio airwaves and then I'm just gonna give you the rest of the playlist um Vanilla Ice 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 Baby was the first number one hip-hop mm, rap yep. album of all time. Yep. And then Parents Just Don't Understand by Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, which will also be played in another segment, uh, was the first to win a Grammy. And then I sent you a Lauryn Hill song off of her mm, album, mm-hmm. the first rap album to win album of the year, Ooh, yeah, yeah. Sans, sans yep. the genre. Totally. So... Every song today is it's is a is a is a trailblazer in its own because it's the first of the first of the first of its kind. So there it is, man. Giving you giving you the fresh cuts today on Fresh Cut Friday. Gotta love it. Uh, it is the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop in America. Now that we are into August, we've exactly been doing a week. These, we've been doing these lessons all year long. Rajim Seabrook, every time he joins us, bringing the heat, bringing the knowledge. And uh, now we're actually, the anniversary is coming up. There's a event going on here in Missoula next week as well to celebrate it. It's uh, down there on the hip strip. Is that next Friday? Is that Next Friday. Next Friday. Yep. So it's going from, I think, noon until 10 p.m. So yep. <laughs> quite, quite a block party. But uh, you know where the hip strip's at, right there on 3rd Street in Missoula. So if you want to go check it out, uh, please do. It's Noir's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Fall camp. Began in Bozeman yesterday and at Montana today, and uh, Cats and the Grizz are both burning up the recruiting trail. When we were coming to you live from Bozeman on Wednesday, a couple different commitments hit the Twitter sphere, including the young man who joins us next is Mason Deathman out of uh, Freud, Montana. Played for Freud Medicine Lake High School uh, co-op last year, the Class C six-man champions. Mason, what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? Very good. First of all, uh, how's your summer been? What, what's been going on? And uh, I know that the season is just right around the corner. So what have you been working on? How's the training been going? How's the summer been? It's been pretty good. You know, I started off the summer going to the Bobcats camp uh, the 2nd of June. And then uh, later in June, middle of June, we had a team camp up at Rocky. And then from there, uh, we live on a farm. So I've been helping out on our farm. And then I hit up the Grizz camp right at the end of July. Well, very cool, and uh, certainly getting to the camps, especially for guys that are playing uh, at, at the Class C ranks big time to get the coaches to see you. So is that where, sort of where the, the recruiting got sparked? How much do you think going to camps helped you? Um, it helped me tremendously. I mean, uh, not only meeting the coaches and all that, but helping my game with my footwork and understanding the game of football a lot more. Did you play some 11-man at the camps? And if so, what, what was it like compared to what you're used to in six-man? 
Um, we didn't get a chance to play 11 man, but we got a little bit of skelly, which is close to like seven on seven almost. But um, seeing seeing like how how the coverages work and seeing uh, watching running backs come out of the backfield and covering them, covering wide receivers and stuff like that, that that's going to help me early on in my career in college. And I mean, big thanks to the coaches that have helped me get where I'm at. Mason Deathman joining us here on Nuanas Now. What Class C's best athletes and committed to Montana State for football earlier this week. Uh, what about the Cats? I mean, what would you like about their recruiting pitch, and uh, what made you make your final decision to go to Bozeman? Um, Coach Daly uh, and Coach Vegan were a big part of this, and they 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 showed me so much respect uh, as a Class C kid, especially. I mean, Class C's got some athletes, and um, that if they're if you're good enough, they'll find you. And um, and honestly, the cats they they every time I'm in Bozeman, they make it feel like home. So I always thought that that was the right choice. There's a couple Class C kids already on the Montana State roster. I know Bryce Greeby just about to uh, join the, the MSU team now that they start fall camp. Kid from Melstone. Uh, so so just knowing that, knowing there's some guys that have come from the smaller ranks that, that have made it, does that give you some confidence too? Yeah, coming into it, um, I'm actually pretty good friends with Bryce. Um, I mean, he's going to help me get a little bit of the inside scoop of everything. But, um, yeah, definitely when seeing that Posse kids are going there, and that helps me understand that I have a chance to play. I was reading about Freud uh, when you committed, and I love these small towns, but for those that don't know, Freud, Montana is in the upper right-hand corner of Montana, the northeastern corner uh, of the state. It's population about 197, <laughs> the last census had it at. So um, you mentioned that you're growing up on a farm. Has your family always been there, or what, what brought you guys to Freud? What's it like? Just tell people about the, your hometown. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've always, we've always been in this spot. Um, my dad grew up on the same farm, and he took over. And touching on Freud, um, personally, me, I think we have one of the best communities in the state just because of the support and everybody being there for everything. Um, I think our second state championship for football over in Power Dutton Brady, we had more. We traveled to uh, Dutton, and um, I think we had more people there than Power Dutton Brady did, and it was a home game for them. So, I mean, that just shows that our community is always there for sports and it's a big support. Mason Deathman from Freud joining us here on Nuanas. Now he's a recent commitment to Montana State for football. Uh, you also come from a, a very athletic family. I loved kind of learning about uh, their backgrounds as well. M- um, your mom was at Oklahoma, right, as a track athlete. Is that right? No, she actually played uh, basketball at Oklahoma. There you go, basketball, even better. Yeah, my dad was the one that uh, did track. There you go. jumper in Oklahoma and then my oldest sister she played at Rocky and then currently my um, middle sister she plays at Fresno State right now. Hey, that was an interesting fold too. I remember your, uh, your middle sister Sydney uh, as a great basketball player there at the Class C ranks but I had not realized that she had sort of matriculated her way down to um, to Fresno State so that, that's pretty cool. Uh, a Class C gal uh, playing in the Mountain West as well. Uh, just having that athletic background, I mean, just having, you know, basically everybody in your family as, as athletes, how much did that influence you growing up and, and these days too? Oh, I mean, definitely a lot. Um, uh, football, basketball, every sport, it's always been 
been in our family for so long that, I mean, why not continue to make it happen more? And me, personally, will be probably the first. I'll be the first Division One football athlete out of my family, so that's a pretty big deal to me. And um, I don't know. My family's been pretty supportive throughout this whole process, and um, they find it pretty cool that I'm going to the Bobcats. Well, it is very cool. I also would reckon that it's been a while, if not ever, that somebody from Freud has come to the Division One level as well. Have you ever heard of anybody before, any stories from the past of guys going to the Cats or the Grizz from up there? I uh, don't think that there's been any from Freud or Medicine Lake that have played football for the Cats or the Grizz. Yeah, there's there's certainly some from up there. You know, uh, the Fairview has produced several for sure, and, and you know, Sydney's relatively close by. Seiko's even had... One or two, uh, but yeah, it's uh, plenty. Woods had a couple, but uh, pretty cool for you to to represent for your hometown like that. Snowden is now ESPN Radio coming to you around the state of Montana, including in Freud on SWX Montana Television and on the ESPN MT app. Mason Deathman joining us here uh, on your radio dial. A recent commitment to the uh, Montana State Bobcat football team. What's been your favorite part about growing up in a small town like that? I mean, you mentioned all the support. Uh, also, just growing up with an ag background, I think that really helps uh, guys just have sort of that entrenched work ethic. So how, how do you think just the, the small town background will help you when you get to the college level of football? Yeah, um, touching on that uh, work ethic with being on a farm and stuff, I mean, definitely uh, wor- working hard is a big part of my um, game and a part of my uh who i am and growing up being able to uh, be on the farm it's tough work sometimes but you know you just got to do it right and um coming from a small town in Freud, um it will always it will always be there Freud will always be there no matter what community wise um support and everything and that's always nice to know that you have that support system back here well, tell us just about uh, this upcoming high school football season then. Uh, Freud Medicine Lake won the Class C six-man title last year, so you guys sure to have a target on your back, but uh, probably wouldn't rather be anywhere else than as the defending state champ. So uh, what's your mentality going into this senior year? Um, come for another one. That's always the goal. Always the goal to play on November, end of November. That's um, a big part of it. And coming in as a freshman, when I was a freshman, that was our main goal, and we achieved that goal. And then the next year, it just kept building and building, and we're building a program over here in Troy for six now. This is the timing of this. Does that help you? I mean, does it clear your mind knowing you know your your future, your decision already going into your senior year? Yeah, this it, it's a big sigh of relief almost, but. Um, it's nice knowing that I'll have Coach Daly, Coach Vegan there in my ear to uh, support me through this season. But um, it's also nice to know that I'm able to go out and just enjoy my last year of football as a high schooler and enjoy my last year of basketball and all that stuff. Well, certainly a great time for you, and uh, congratulations to you and your family. Mason Deathman joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. Uh, last thing for you then, I mean, when you, when you did make the, the commitment and, you, you know, you called, let those guys know, what was that moment like for you and your family, and uh, what did it mean to you to know you're getting a chance from six man to go to Division One? I? I mean, this is a great – it's a great opportunity to go play anywhere, but um, knowing that you're going to go play for the Bobcats, that's a huge honor for me and my family, and we were, we were stoked about it. Everybody was excited, and our community for sure was really excited about it because everybody's Bobcat fans around here.
Well, pretty cool, and uh, congratulations to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you certainly before signing day rolls around, but best of luck uh, with your senior year, and thanks so much for uh, taking some time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. There you go, Mason Deathman. What a stud. Love those stories of the small-town kids, man. It's uh, it, that That's the thing. That, that's what I – and we, we, keep, we keep railing and ranting about this conference realignment and what it's doing in college football. But the dynamic in Montana that you really can grow up in a 190-person town and get yourself a Division I offer, like, it, they will find you. If you just if you just get seen, they'll find you. And I, I don't know. I just think it's great. I, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I like that. I love the small town story. I will also say this, though. Those genetics help a lot, kid. Like, like, like <laughs> sure. small town or not, like sure. having sure. having like you Multiple, know top yeah. top of the shelf made in a chemistry yeah. lab somewhere in yeah, like yeah. Silicon Valley also helps. Well, I mean, it is it's a great sort of example of of nature and nurture, right? I mean, you, you got a great athletic background with parents that know how to walk the sort of the line to become a Division One athlete. Plus, you got the D one genes from both sides, but then you also grow up in a working class background. So you know what it takes to, you know, have hard work and, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it is, it's fascinating. Certainly. You want us now ESPN radio. It's our Montana state minute where we highlight uh, various elements of Montana state athletics. We'll have more recruiting for you. The latest Grizz commitment, Isaac Keim, Kalispell Glacier tight end. Mm-hmm. He'll join us about five 30 here on Juana's now. But first, speaking of incoming guys, the Grizz added so many that this list is pages and pages long. We'll go through some, if not all, of the newest Grizz as part of our Garden City Spotlight. That's next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. Songs that changed the world, no doubt about it. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I think we probably have a, a fair amount, if not a substantial amount of listeners that heard, just heard that song, recognized the beat, but didn't recognize the lyrics because that song has been sampled and covered so many times. So many, so, so many times. So many times. I mean, Puff Daddy did a, a different rendition Him and Mace. on his first album. But Ice Cube has a version of that song as Biggie well. Has a, Biggie, Biggie has, has a version, version of that song. Absolutely. But that's Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. And uh it's a message, man. I mean, we played we played mm. Sugar Hill Gang off the top, but that was sort of like the next one that sort of kicked down the door and, and got got uh got hip hop into the the sort of uh, public consciousness. Yeah, before hip hop became like a cultural phenomenon and a and a money making machine that spawned different types of actors and athletes and all the overlap and intersectionality. It was a narrative of a people that were coming out of the the, the the civil rights and the hoveled aspects of New York City of the 70s. And there weren't many voices in the black and brown communities. For sure. The, the, you know, athletes weren't ambassadors yet. Athletes weren't um, spokespeople. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't. I mean, outside of like Muhammad Ali and Jackie Robinson and Jim Brown, like athletes at that time weren't prominent figures. Didn't in, have the voice. Didn't have the really. voice. The other thing was that's was, why OJ Simpson was so transcendent early on. Totally. Um, which is a, we should do. We should do a I segment mean, on the importance and the downfall uh, of that man. Like it's so. It's so. It's, uh, it's I, another. I, it's a, it's I, I a whole segment. I know OJ has become sort of this. This like joke. 
everybody makes jokes about all of it. People don't understand. But like the fall from grace is actually a profound. Huge. It's profound. I mean, I mean, he was one of the most famous and beloved people in the entire country. Ever. And then to have that all happen, it's crazy. Anyways. Yeah, meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, the song... People were hipping and hopping in, in, in parks and at parties and stuff. But when the lyrics of this song came out, mm-hmm. it was such a inside look into black and brown Americans yeah. to the inner cities. And even if you were chilling in Lawrence, Kansas, yep. and you heard this song, it was like, wait a second, people live like that? People actually live like that? Yeah. Like it actually opened an eye up to America that was consistently shunned and kept quiet because America doesn't like it when America looks ugly. But when that song came out, it really raised the consciousness level of America and it exposed this new narrative of of rap, quote unquote, rap music that people really started paying attention to. And as of this, a week from today, Coulter, that rap music celebrates 50 years of existence. Half a century. Happy birthday, baby. There you go. Uh, The Professor, Rajim Seabrook, in studio with us here on Nuwana's Now. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday. We'll finish up hour number one here. Our Garden City Spotlight. Garden City Spotlight is presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op, focused on renewable energy. They've created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. First note on uh, Missoulians doing great things. How about Bill Dunn? He absolutely smashed the field at the Montana Senior Amateur so to play in the senior, I believe you have to be 50 or older. Bill Dunn is 57. He's a Missoula uh, resident. And this is humbling. <laughs> we were we were playing golf last weekend. My brother was asking because they were get, uh, So this was in Missoula this last three days. And they played Larchmont and then Canyon River and then Ranch Club. Those are the three courses that I play the most frequently. We were out at Canyon River playing last weekend and they were getting the course already. And my brother is teasing me. He's like, what do you think you could get? In the senior amateur, I'm you know, I'm playing okay golf right now, and I was like, dude, I wouldn't even place in the top fifty. And he's like, really? You wouldn't even place in the top fifty against a bunch of old guys? And I was like, dude, you have no idea. Some of these old guys, they're not even really that old. Fifty-seven is not that old, but also they're going to go out there and they're going to absolutely gonna rope you. They're going to hang the lowest scores. Well, that's exactly what Bill Dunn did. He shoots an opening round sixty-seven. Uh, at Larchmont, then he follows it up with a 67 at Canyon River, and then he follows it up with a 69 at the Ranch Club. Minus 13 is believed to be the lowest score in the history of the Montana Senior Men's Amateur uh, Championships. So congratulations to Bill Dunn of Missoula. Wow. Running away with it. Uh, by the way, if you, in case you were wondering, I know nobody cares, but if I was playing to my handicap, which I'm right now about a 10, I was playing to my handicap, and I just shot that score at each of these courses. I would have finished 49th <laughs> in the men's senior. And uh, I promise in tournament, I'm probably not going to play exactly to my handicap. It's probably going to be worse than that. So that's the point is that there's a lot of really, really good golfers at all age levels here in the state of Montana. And uh, that's what makes golf great. Uh, you can play for the duration of your life. Uh, our Garden City Spotlight, let's talk some Grizz football. They report today... And uh, it's a it's a pretty intensive three day install, and then they take the practice field for the first time on Monday. But Bobby Howe, head coach of the Grizz, announced the addition of sixteen. That's right, sixteen new players to the roster, including nine transfers. Uh, Houck said recruiting is a never-ending process in the current landscape of college football. Each of the players we've brought in can help us win, so we're excited to have them here and get going with fall camp. 
including the recruits that committed to the team on signing day in February. A total of 35 new players will now have joined the Grizzlies since the end of the 2022 season. That's 21 high schoolers and 14 transfers. Quickly, with in the name of not just reading you a list, We've reported on a bunch of these guys. We have also not reported on a bunch of these guys. So here's the ones we haven't reported on yet. Tanner Barber, who's an incoming freshman out of Pullman, Washington, 6'2", 175-pound safety. Travis, uh, excuse me, Cade Boyd of uh, Billing Central. Uh, we have reported on him, but he's another one of the incoming freshmen, a walk-on. Brayton Boyer, who's a kicker out of Madison, New Jersey. Uh, he's an incoming walk-on. Grant Glasgow is a transfer from Kansas, uh, redshirt freshman. He's also a kicker, so the Grizz certainly adding a couple legs to the mix to try to get uh, the kicking competition boosted up. Jordan Deaver, who's a six foot, one hundred and seventy pound wide receiver from Spokane, joins the program as a walk on. As does Duke Holter, who's a six three, two hundred and sixty five pound offensive lineman out of Rock Canyon High School in Highlands Ranch. Uh, other incoming walk on freshmen include Brendan Murphy who's a 6'2", 225-pound linebacker out of O'Day High School, which is a powerhouse there uh, in the Seattle area. And they also have Owen Tesh, who Andrew uh, Houghton reported on earlier. He's a 6'2", 215-pound linebacker from Yorba Linda High School. Uh, so that's your, your incoming walk-on guys. The transfers include Travis Benham, who is a transfer punter from San Jose State. We have reported on him before. I also mentioned Grant Glasgow, the transfer kicker from Kansas. Joseph Gresmack, who is a transfer tight end from the junior college ranks. You also got Matai Mataafa. That's Hercules Mataafa's brother. Hercules Mataafa was an outstanding defensive lineman at uh, Washington State, who now plays, I believe, for the Carolina Panthers. But Hercules fit his name, so we'll see if Matai can also do that. Matai is a six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounder. He transfers in from Mississippi State. Clifton McDowell is a quarterback transfer from Central Arkansas. We've had hit on him on the show, so we've uh, reported on that one. Eric Osteen, who's a uh, junior linebacker out of UCLA, transfer. He has the most intrigue to me on this list. Sorry For to sure. cut you off, but I'm like For really sure. interested in this kid. No, I am too. Uh, we'll get, we're going to come back to him because I actually do want to talk about that. Uh, Evan Schaefer is a uh, tight end transfer. Big boy. And then Jelani Warren is a cornerback transfer who's also from UCLA. And then Lucas Pendergast, Pendergast, excuse me, Lucas Pendergast, a 6'4", 210-pound wide receiver out of Kings High School in Seattle, but transfers to Montana from uh, Nevada. Garden City Spotlight presented by uh, Missoula Electric Co-op. Um, you mentioned Eric Osteen. Why is this the one that's intriguing? I, I agree with you, but I'll let you share your thoughts. There's just there's just a certain pedigree that certain athletes have when they come from other places. UCLA is not a slouch program. They're not, you know, they're not a they're not a not a Ohio or a LSU by any stretch of the imagination. But when I look at this guy and all the accolades that he's bought, he has done extremely well across the board of football at multiple positions. For sure. And when I look at a when I look at a young person like this who's able to letter at X amount of positions and then still make a UCLA team, the kid's got some skill. What I also like, I'm also a big fan of of football players that are wrestlers. I'm always a big fan totally. of them. And when when guys win um on the mat, they tend to win on the field as well. And uh I, again, the guy that the this guy coming from the program that he came from in the high school that he came from um, he might be a dark horse, like one of those 
diamonds in the rough that the Grizzly will, uh, Grizzlies will be very proud of um, the next two years down the road. And Osteen was here in the spring, so I actually got a chance to see him. And uh, oh, he, yeah. he was good. He was a, nice. He was a standout for sure. He mm-hmm. definitely looked like he could uh, be at, le- at the very least a part of the linebacker rotation, if not a prominent part of it. Yes, sir. A couple of the other impact guys, I think, here. I think Travis Benham is a, a necessity because the Grizz don't, Absolutely. They don't have a punter. No. So they need to bring in a, a, a San Jose State guy because, you know, I mean, they had back-to-back of the best young punters we've ever seen in the Big Sky Conference in Brian Buschini, who then transferred to was Nebraska, so good. and then Patrick Rohrbach, who transferred to Arizona State not to play football but to go to uh, flight school. So they've had great punters in the past, but uh, they definitely needed uh, somebody there. Grant Glasgow, the transfer kicker from Kansas, is also intriguing. Yes. Uh, they do re- return Nico Ramos, but he was up and down a year ago. I think part of that was the operation in front of him. They had a, a freshman long snapper last year, so uh, maybe some more consistency there if Grayson Pibble uh, can, can can continue uh, to improve. But I do think adding some, uh, some talent there at the specialists is uh, a key for the Grizz. And then uh, Lucas Pendergast is a guy that we didn't know anything about, but he was a all-conference guy in high school and then mm-hmm. was a walk-on at Nevada, so maybe just adjusting more to his... Uh, proper level. And then the two JC transfers that tied in also fill positions of need because Cole Grossman, as we had previously reported, he confirmed uh, that he's out for the 2023 season after having offseason knee surgery. Peyton Brammer also left the program during the offseason, a tight end for the Grizz. And Joey Elwell decided to re- hang it up as well. So that's three tight ends down. Only Eric Barker and uh, Jake Olson, the big kid from Butte, return at tight end, so they had to kind of hit the J.C. rig, so they needed those guys as well. Yeah, that's a big hole to fill, and we already know about one of the local recruits here that was you know, Danny Sermon, baby. And Danny Sermon, so um, what was once a very crowded tight end room is, is now a sparse one and is kind of um, going into fall camp, one that is open for grabs. Uh, we'll see what happens. Garden City Spotlight presented by Missoula Electric Co-op. Missoula Electric Co-op focused on renewable energy. They have created three community solar programs for their members to take part in and benefit from. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you. I got a brand new game. It's all about the NFL. We'll play it next. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 